The Strength, Yoga, and Freedom community is not only a podcast, but also a YouTube channel. So check out the YouTube channel for our all levels yoga classes highlighted by a gentle yoga flow for beginners, which is a three-part series dedicated to teach you the foundations of yoga in a gentle, easy to understand way. Also, sign up for our once a week email in the description of this episode, where I give you more insight into tools you can use to become a happier person, as well as bonus features that no one else gets. And of course, you'll get updates there in that email on your favorite mascot and icon, Cody, who is my cat, who appears in all of our yoga videos. So go sign up for the email in the description below and go subscribe to the YouTube channel also in the description. Welcome back everyone to this podcast, to the second Uh, installment of the topic on understanding narcissism and its intense connection to yoga. So in part one of this two-part series, we discussed what narcissism may look like, and we also looked at the connection between narcissism and yoga. And really at the end, we found and we realized that we can actually replace that word yoga you know, with anything else in life, any other situation or maybe occurrence or any circumstance you might be in because yoga is everywhere. But also, narcissism can bleed into every aspect of your life. So it's very important to be mindful of what's going on around you in all relationships. So before we get into today's topic, which is about how to deal with narcissism in your life, uh, treating it Uh, as such in a capacity where we're practicing yoga again, I wanna remind you of two important things. One, if you find yourself in a place where you are experiencing abuse of any nature, right? Mental or physical, it's very important to seek professional help. You know, talking to a therapist, a doctor, any other professional you're comfortable with because having someone who is a non-biased party or person listening to you, if you're experiencing any kind of abuse and helping you to get out of that or deal with it or cope is very, very critical. So that's number one. And number two, I will also link some other episodes in the description of this episode that we have done here on this podcast in regarding narcissism and narcissistic relationships. So check those out because there is some great information, especially one of the interviews that I did with my friend Laura, uh, who's also a podcast host. And so it's very important to take a look and realize that this affects everyone, okay? So reviewing from part one that was released the other day, we talked about what narcissism was. And I'm gonna review that quickly so that we can get into today's topic. Narcissism is a personality type that involves characteristics like self-involvement, maybe being grandiose all the time, having a lack of empathy, very egocentric, focusing on ways to keep a narcissist, a narcissist focus on, focuses on ways to keep themselves protected rather than being authentic. They need to be the center of attention, admired, revered. They can have controlling, gaslighting, or manipulating tendencies. And also noting that 
Narcissism is a personality style, and we're not talking about a diagnosis of a disorder. That's totally different. We're talking about a personality style. Like maybe you're being an introvert. That's also a personality style. So those are the things that could happen. There's also a cycle that happens a lot of times with narcissistic abuse where it starts with love bombing and then it turns into discarding and then it might turn into some hoovering and trying to get you back. And again, there are, there's more, I'll link the episodes in, in the description so you can hear more a little bit about that and what a trauma bond might look like too if you're getting kind of stuck in that, you're getting linked to that endless cycle that a narcissist could put you through. It's very, very, um, it's the word I want to use there is, I guess, disheartening. That's the word I want to use. Going, you know, off any type of script there. Uh, I really try to, to be authentic when it comes to the words I use. And I think that what I've experienced in my life is disheartening. Uh, when, when you, um, not, not for your own self, but when you realize that someone else is treating you like that, the situation becomes disheartening. It's not that you're doing something disheartening or you're acting in that way, but it also kind of disappoints you in that, in that way, that disheartening uh, way that, that they could treat you. So it's important to note that experts say, experts say that every human being displays some type of of those characteristics that I just kind of went through with the gaslighting and the controlling and the egocentric, we all display some of those traits every so often. We, because we are human beings and because our brains are designed to protect us, and I talk about this often, your ego is designed to protect you. That means that if you were uh, in danger of any kind, let's say you're walking through a crowded uh, room or a crowded building or a crowded space, and suddenly someone yells fire, you are immediately going to respond because your brain knows that there's danger involved, and that's your ego. But what happens is our ego takes over and puts us into situations where we want to react like that because we sense that we're in danger. And in that in that state, in our subconscious state that's taken over, you can't think clearly when you're in that state. If you are in a situation that is threatening to you, all you're thinking about is how to stay safe, how to stay alive, right? That's what you're doing. So there is times when you get triggered and your subconscious mind kicks in and wants to protect you and you may do or say things that is that is trying to protect yourself. These are kind of one-offs. These are mistakes that we make sometimes as human beings when we get into the subconscious and we do or say things that we don't necessarily mean to do or say, but we get into subconscious. The more you can be aware and mindful of when you switch from the conscious mind to the subconscious, the less you act on your emotion, but this is about being human and it happens. So owning up to the behavior that you you know, just displayed, if you did do something that might have been gaslighting or you did do something that could have been a little controlling or a little manipulative, or maybe you didn't show empathy, it's, it's okay. It's then about apologizing, but even more important than apologies is rectifying your behavior and knowing that you can work and fix the pattern that you might be in if you're dealing with that repetitive gaslighting of your own, if you are doing it every so often, working on it. So it doesn't happen again. 
you know, for your, uh, for whoever you're, you're, you're communicating with or you're involved with in any type of relationship. We're talking though about repeating behavior from a narcissistic personality. This behavior isn't just once or twice. This is repetitive behavior. It looks very different than you or I gaslighting someone once every eight to nine to 10 months. I'm just using it, you know, I'm just making that up. We're talking about constant gaslighting, constant manipulating, constant lack of empathy. These, this is patterned behavior. So what I am about to go over when it comes to how to protect yourself does not only apply to a, a intimate relationship, which a lot of times is, is where the narcissistic, uh, when we talk about narcissism can get, we start to think about automatically a kind of a partnership or a spouse. It, it doesn't just stop there. It goes to family members. That includes your parents, your children, your siblings. It could go into your friendships big time, your coworkers, colleagues, your boss. Or if you are a, a boss or some type of a business owner, you might be dealing with people who are working for you that could have narcissistic uh, personality or tendencies. Um, it could go you know, into your acquaintances, so on and so on. This is for everybody. So number one, the first thing to do when you're looking to protect yourself is to recognize the signs. Was the relationship sort of magical when it first started? You know, did it feel like you were in the happiest place on earth? <laughs> Even if you maybe weren't in the, in, you know, in the real, you know, Disney ma land of magical places and being in the magical, did it feel like that? Did it feel like everything was so enveloping and you were finding yourself on this big pedestal where you're the king or the queen and you could do no wrong at first? You were idolized, maybe you were showered with gifts or attention. It started like that and then suddenly it started to change into those same things that you were kind of idolized over it changed to criticism, maybe gaslighting, maybe the control, maybe the insults started coming, belittling. This is where the danger starts. That's where, that's the first thing to notice is how did this all start and where did it go from there, okay? Number two, do you feel like you are walking on eggshells so that you don't make a mistake? You see, if you make a mistake in any of, a any of these relationships where there's narcissistic tendencies from another person, you could face repercussions either publicly or privately. Now, a normal relationship allows, as I just said before, making mistakes. It allows mistakes and open communication to flow through. In a narcissistic relationship, they're, they're one-sided. So there's a big difference to recognize there as well. Number three, if you notice that, you know, you've had this beginning of the relationship where it was very magical, it felt like that's called love bombing. That's what that's what it's referred to. Uh, you're, you're constantly showered with affection and then all of a sudden things turn and now you're working on eggshells. If this is happening to you and you're seeing this repetitive behavior, it might be time to take a step back. Again, this is, just advice. You need to speak to your medical professional or do your work for yourself. This is just advice on what I have done and what researchers have suggested and the, and the top experts in the field of narcissism will educate you on or all of us on. You're looking at patterns. So again, if you notice these patterns and you're ready to take a step back, then maybe it's time to take a step, step back. Just like you study your own behavior, 
watching others around you and their behavior is just as critical because that keeps you safe and happy. We practice ahimsa in yoga, which is referred to, which is translated to and referred to as nonviolence. So instead of reacting with rage or fighting or arguing or causing conflict back to someone who's you know, maybe possibly manipulating you or gaslighting you or not showing empathy towards you, you have, you may have to react by peacefully backing up and stop the constant communication. You're stopping the supply. If you start doing this, a narcissistic person may try to start the cycle again, love bomb you all over again to try to get you back in there so that they can get that supply from you. Because remember, they don't have that own supply from themselves. They don't know how to comb themselves with the comb of self-love and nurture themselves in there. They're looking for external validation at all times. And if you take that away, it could be met with either very bad results uh, negatively with, with, you know, verbalizing it physically, or it could be back to the love bombing again. And then just cycle just continues that if that happens, that is what, and you go back into that relationship, that's where the ego of the narcissist keeps getting fed. Okay. So when you back up, you may have to look at two terms that are often thrown around in, in the narcissistic world. Uh, and that is gray rocking or no contact. And there's difference between those two. Gray rocking means that you stop engaging in personal conversation. So your responses, this is for someone who maybe you have to keep in your life. Like if you have a kid with someone, children with people, um, multiple people, one other person, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You might have children, you know, with, a, with, one or more people that are displaying this and you have to keep them into your in your life, then you may have to just go to this boring and dull and uninteresting conversation where you only talk about the, what's in the best interest of the, ch the, the child that you share or the children you share. Maybe this is a family member you have to see sometimes in gatherings and you're going just with you know, uh, neutral responses, not explaining anything and showing your energy to someone else. Um, who is more worthy of your energy. I mean, that's how it goes. It's you give energy to the people who are going to not manipulate you in return. You preserve your energy for those who will return it and not those who will swallow you whole so that they can feed their ego. So gray rocking is being boring, boring, boring. If you are working for someone who makes you feel like every time you talk to them, you're an inconvenience, then you might have to stop and say, well, then I'm only going to speak to that person if it's absolutely necessary, or it's going to be business only. And we will not have conversations about personal and you can set boundaries when it comes to that. Now, no contact is different than gray rock. And the reason it's different is because no contact means you're going for nothing. That means they're gone completely. They're, they're blocked on your social media. There's no more text messages or phone calls. There's no emailing. There's no going to their house. There's no them coming to your house. There's no them coming to your place of work. There's nothing. There is zero contact. They are completely removed from your life. If you were to happen to run into them somewhere and you come face to face, you might just acknowledge with a hello or a wave and you keep on moving because after all, they still are a human being. And again, we're reacting in nonviolence. So we're not going to, uh, you know, start a fight or act in an aggressive way towards them if you were to run into them. But it's, again, you're staying on course. And if you have to remove them from your life, it, it, it 
could be the most effective thing that you could do, but it's also the most extreme. And let me tell you something, it's painful when you have to do something like that. So if you've ever had to, just know you're not, do that and you feel pain, you feel pain, just know that you're not alone because it's a painful experience if you have to put someone in a no contact state. Um, it could be the last resort. So there's difference between backing up because into gray rock and cutting them off completely with no contact because you're talking about preserving your energy, your happiness, your state of well-being. You cannot become a happier person or a productive person or someone who's reaching for their dreams if you're constantly people-pleasing someone else who's draining your energy. Now, I wanna leave you with these few important things to remember and to understand when it comes to how you handle yourself with these personality types. One, it is not your fault that you are a caring and empathetic person who is giving your soul and spirit to the world in an authentic way. It is not your fault. And it does hurt deeply when you change how you have to deliver your energy. But remember, it is not your fault. Number two, you did not contribute to someone else's lack of self-love. Even though you may be told by that other person that you did, you did not do that. You are working on yourself so that you can become a beacon of love. So you have to understand you cannot save everyone, nor is anyone gonna come and save you, right? So you have to save yourself. So understand you're not contributing to someone else's lack of self-love, that's on them. Number three, if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably trying to change something in your life in order to become a happier person, right? You're standing in your truth, your purity, saucha. Okay, that's, that's another, another area of yoga that we practice and this is how you will become free and happy. Saucha is about standing in your truth. The longer you allow someone to control your emotions, the deeper you fall into a trauma bond where you become addicted to that cycle of narcissistic abuse. The pleasing of someone else or worrying about how they will react and that affects your ability to become a productive, happy, and healthy person. And there are times when others cannot receive your positive energy because it's being wasted or flipped back to you in a negative way. So this is not an easy thing to deal with, but it's but again, it might be the route you have to go with removing people, going into gray rock, because your happiness is the most important thing. That's how you're going to achieve whatever you want in your life. That's how you're gonna get over your fears. That's how you're gonna be courageous. That's how you're gonna let your limiting beliefs go off to the side and become a more powerful version of yourself. You get to choose who's in your life, your circles, your energy. No one's gonna come and knock any sense into you. Only you can take inventory of who is around you. You know, personally, I have had to do, do a huge cleanse over the years of people who have taken my energy for their personal gain, their own financial gain, public gain, and then wondered why on earth did I had to put them to a distance or go no contact with them? And you know, you don't have to explain yourself or justify yourself to anyone else. You don't. You don't owe anyone else an explanation. You only owe yourself an explanation. You owe yourself your the happiness you're cultivating. You owe yourself the peace you're standing in. That's what this is all about. Giving yourself the peace, the happiness, and the ability to move forward in a happy and healthy way. And the only way to do that is to, to stop enabling toxic behavior from narcissist, people who have narcissistic personalities 
and protecting yourself and even your uh, those around you from those who are trying to steal your energy and use it against you in a negative way. That's not practicing yoga whatsoever. So I hope that this helped you in any way. And if you, if it did and you feel like someone else could benefit from this, who might be experiencing some type of abuse, please send the episode along to them. And always remember that you have the ability to control your happiness and you will find some happiness today. And when you do, tap into that because It's important to keep tapping in. You deserve that happiness. See you soon. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.